on the tee from Australia, Adam Scott. There it is, Adam Scott. Expect anything different? Brilliant. What an up and down that was. In your life have you seen anything like that? Welcome to the clubhouse. Yes, g'day everyone and welcome to the clubhouse right across the country. Julian Bayard, Mark Allen with you on the back of one of the most extraordinary wins I've seen in quite a long time. Mark, we're going to get stuck into that. Jordan Spieth, the crowd was amazing. Yeah, it was good the fun, The holdout out of the bunker was amazing. Yeah. We're going to find out everything about that shot from you throughout the course of the show. Welcome to you, Mark Allen. Good to see you, Jules. It was a fun tournament. You know, it followed the US Open, mm. this uh, TBC Highlands River or River Highlands. Yep, it doesn't look like a US Open course. Mm. There certainly wasn't horrendous weather. Mm -hmm. The course isn't a 7,000-metre beast, mm -hmm. yet the winning scores, both of them got to the playoff, a lot lower, yeah. four shots lower yeah. than the US Open course. Right. We didn't have rough, like where you would lose a golf ball. No. On anywhere. You had very small greens, and you had a golf course with lots of short par fours in the back nine as well. And it's still probably played more like the US mm. Open would have wanted. Yep. Isn't that amazing? Isn't it? So you, you get, <laughs> you know, it, it it is incredible what designers are doing. And you know what they do? I'll, I'll tell you what's wrong with the with the brand new courses these days. Yeah. Because they have equipment and because they have ability and technology, they can make the greens really big. Yeah. Back in the day when they were making classic golf courses, they had a horse pulling like a plough thing. <laughs> so, you know, um, unless you're happy to go through a dozen horses to, to build your greens, yeah, yeah, yeah. they made really small greens. Mm. So small greens work. Small greens without big elephants. So, you know, that, this, is what, this is where the golf course design stuffed up because they started building the really long courses. Yep. And they thought, well, we need lots of pin placements. Yes. We've got to, have, got to change it up. We've got to have lots of pin placements. So when they started making build green, really big greens that didn't have the elephants in them, they're going, it's kind of boring. Yep. So then they started making big greens with the elephants. Mm. And that's just ridiculous. got stupid. Yep. So the moral of the story is, if you want a tough golf course, small greens. Yep. Small, firm greens. Because a good pro can two-putt from anywhere. And when, you, when they look at a big green, they know where to bail out. <laughs> you can bail out as much yeah, as you like, want. and you're still going to be putting. Yep. So... So take it, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be a fan of uh, – turn your phone off, Marco. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, uh, fine. You wouldn't be a fan, I take it, of uh, some of the courses we see now where one green is for two holes. Oh, the double green? No, yeah. no, no. Oh, you like the no, double green? I don't mind a double green. Don't mind the double I green. Don't mind a double green. There's, there's a classic at Kingston Heath. It's yeah. an absolute beauty. So it's, it's between the 8th and the 16th. Absolutely mm. magnificent. Okay, okay. I there's you, only, well, I there's only one golf course where big greens work, and that's mm. the old course at St. Andrews, the yeah. very, very, the <laughs> very first one. But they didn't, you know, as far as we could tell, they haven't moved much soil there. No. You know, it was built 300 years ago or something. Yep. And they've just, you know, moaning in the greens. It, it works at St. Andrews. Lots of like it's crazy, St Andrews. You know, the last hole is is stupid. It's a stupid hole, but it works. It's got this great big belly of sin right in the middle. Yep. Uh, out of bounds all the way down the right hand side. The the best angle, so you don't come over the valley of sin because they, you know, in an open championship, they always there's only four pin positions and there's one, two, three, four right next to the valley of sin as they slowly go up. Mm. If you want a good angle in, you got to go close to the out of bounds. Yep. It's simple. It. It's a, it's a, it's look. It's a weird place, but everything that happens there just, works. Just works, doesn't it? Yeah. But at Aaron Hills and others like it. Yep. 
they've brought in the big greens and it's crap. Talk a bit more about golf design a little bit later on in the yeah, show. We I should talk to you about the national in Melbourne. Down oh yeah, the with the ocean course. Yeah, that's being uh, fixed up. Tom Doak. Tom Doak, the Tiger Woods Whole thing gone. The Tiger Woods. Well, he's, the Tiger Woods of golf course architecture. We might have to come up with a different name for Tiger. Oh no, he's still he's the greatest. He's still he's still he's still a badly. But <laughs> <laughs> but Tom Doak, not only is he. Uh, redoing the course. He's redoing the routing, the whole routing. The whole thing, Mark. The whole routing. Bulldozing the lot. So, you know, he's... Poor old Peter Thompson. I feel bad for Pete sometimes. I'm a Peter Thompson lover. When you play that course, Marco... Yeah, it's the worst one. Do you feel sorry for him that much? (laughs) When you go down there with the... When you go down there with the the members, and when I say it's a bad course, it's a very good course. Mm. But it's just a little bit too low for a golf at the National. So you know you played the moon. You played the Mooner, Greg Norman's course. Yep, stunning. Mm. The old course, it could have been the best course in the world, could have been. But that their greens went a little bit crazy. But everything else about it is just unbelievable, and rightfully so. It's where it's ranked. Um, but the Ocean Course, you know, what, what course are we playing, mate? If I come down, then, uh, I might just go to Kingston. Yeah, it, it's, it always okay. had that factor yeah. about it. But I tell you what, praise where praise is due. Mm-hmm. Not only just to get Tom Doak in, whose yep. record speaks for itself. That's right. I mean, he's a genius. Mm-hmm. But to just throw him the keys, mm. not just say, no, we just want you to fix the greens up like yeah. they've tried to do before. Overwhelmingly no, no. voted in too by the members. Here are the keys. Here are the keys. You do what you think is necessary. Yep. This will take the national, which is already the best club in Australia, mm-hmm. to a whole new level. Yep. By the way, there is a contender. Did I tell you I played golf with Marcus Fraser at Peninsula uh, Peninsula didn't. Kingswood? No. I played with him last Friday. How was it? So Friday before last weekend. He's playing off plus six and he had 37 <laughs> points. That's different. I had, 37, <laughs> I had 37 points as well, played off plus two, but he made it look so ridiculously easy. It was incredible. Um, that golf course, folks, let me tell you this. The work that Ogilvy, Clayton, Cocking and Mead mm. have done down there, that'll be... A contender. It'll be a top five club in Australia. Really? So I, I still think Royal Melbourne, Kingston Heath, then you've got um, La Perouse, New South Wales and mm-hmm. Sydney. Uh, probably the Australian yes. sneaks in there in Sydney. Uh, then you've got Royal Adelaide. Lake Harriup sort of is their version over yeah. there. But here, Peninsula very much in the conversation now for being one of the greats. The greens, have I told you about these greens? Yes. The pure distinction greens. Yep. They found a bit of grass in the Gusters greens when they went over for a chip. And they, they said, we can make this. <laughs> and they made it. I played there last week. The greens were cored four weeks prior. You couldn't tell. I was like, Mark was going, yeah, they cored four weeks ago. And I was going, there is no possible way. And they said, the creeping, the grass they found is a real creeping grass. Yeah. Anyway, that, that's another story down Love the track. It. Very good. Now, down the track. Jordan Spieth. Well, I don't think I, one. Firstly, before we get into it, yeah, I genuinely think the PGA Tour, mm. their online and social media work, yeah. is as good as any sport in the world. No, they're and unbelievable. Within an hour of that shot, it was everywhere. Yeah, it, they had distributed to, <laughs> it to every single media outlet. It was on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever you want. Yeah. And it was so good. They had different angles of it. They had the crowd reaction in the background. They yeah. had the super slow-mo of him tossing the sandwich away yes. and his caddy throwing yep. the bunker away and the chest bump and everything yes. like that. I reckon it's as good a golfing moment as we've seen for yeah. a number of years. I'm with you. Yeah. And 
Just like one of the members at Augusta National told me years ago when I asked him, how is this possible? It's the same at the PGA Tour. With unlimited funds, yep. anything is possible. <laughs> the the organisation is a joke. They've got, to this day, you, I, I've told you that's how the Seniors Tour started. There was a waiting list yeah. for big companies who just, you know, there was a, probably a five-year waiting well, list. The purse was then six. Arnold Palmer said, what are we doing with this five-year waiting list? Let's start a Seniors Tour. Yep. And so they could come off the bench. They didn't want to spend their money anywhere else. They understood the country club lifestyle that Americans have. Mm-hmm. They know that everybody, when they go to their country club, the telly's on. Yep. Just another show to watch. Perfect. Well, they had a purse of nearly $7 million US for this event. Did they really? Yeah. $6.8 million US. Let's talk about it. Stunning first round by Jordan Spieth. Yep. He's Seven putting under. incredible. Yep. Plus 1.7. Mm-hmm. Second round, the same sort of thing. Plus 1.2 or 3. Something in those... Third round, holding it together, putting, plus one point. Like, these numbers are incredible. If you, if you Folks, if you don't understand the putting gain stats, if you're plus 0.5, you are an all-time world superstar. <laughs> so if you get into the ones, three rounds in a row, that's why Jordan, this is, this yeah. is his strength. So he, the tournament was for him to win. Daniel Berger played terrific in the last day. I think he shot three under, five under. Three under. Yep. Three under par, 67, yep. wasn't it? So, yeah, so he shot three the 67. Played beautiful. He had a great putting round. 28 putts in the last day. Didn't hit so many greens, but played like a winner. Watch this kid. He's going to be a gun. Jordan Spieth hit the ball reasonably on the last day. His putting was negative one. So he had a shocking day with the putts. Even the putt that he holed on the 16th hole for birdie, Mm -hmm. it wasn't going in. It somehow you you, you saw the so reaction. The reaction. He was he, he walked was walking up to pick it up. He's walked and just go tap just, it in. Just to go. To... He looked around. So, you know the great the greats. You know a lot of them get kissed. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and he was kissed there. Yeah. Tell you what though, when he when he hit it into the trap on the seventy second hole of play, I was watching it, and it was one of those shots where in that situation, with the uphill lie. Mm-hmm. If you try and cut across it like you're supposed to, you're supposed to cut across, especially yes. here in Australia. Yes. You're supposed to cut it. I'll explain this in a tick. Yep. We might do a, a mid-show, mid-show masterclass, masterclass on All the right. bunkers. Yep. Uh, but on the upslope, it's hard to cut across. If you cut across it, because it's on the upslope, it won't go as far. Yep. So he didn't cut across it on the 72nd hole. He just made sure he got it close, which was beautiful. The second shot in the uh, from the same bunker in the playoff hole mm. Did you see his drive on the playoff hole? Yes. He hit the tree. Yeah. So instead of having a wedge in, he had a three iron in, which is his longest iron in the bag, and he hit a beautiful shot. It would have been, it would have looked so good. Yeah. It was all over the pin. It came in short. But this bunker shot was different. It was on a flat bit of grass, a flat bit of sand, and to get the ball to stop properly, he had to cut across it. And it was interesting on the 72nd hole, when he just had to get it close, his habits were aim left mm-hmm. and try and Spin the ball into That's the right. hole, cut it right. It didn't spin because he was playing it safe. The second one, aimed left. You see the club go outside, mm-hmm. cut across the ball to get the extra spin in. And about the third bounce went, took a little off break mm-hmm. and went straight in the hole. It was it was just it was magnificent so yep. to watch. Clutch. His reaction even better. His caddy, instead of taking the flag, took the rake because <laughs> he was in there twice. So the rake's going to be in the pool room. Yeah. Um, you know, just just fantastic, and and just to, for him to win his tenth tournament as well. So there's always you know the race. They always the beautiful stats in the state. So uh, Tiger Woods was the first player or the youngest player to get to ten wins. He was like twenty three in four months, 
Uh, Jordan Spieth was 23 in about six months. Mm -hmm. Jack was 24 on the dot. He won the tournament, uh, I think it was the Tournament of the Champions. So his birthday is on the 21st of January. I shouldn't know that, but I'm a golf dork and I do. Yeah, it is a bit weird. So he won that tournament. He was 24 years on the dot and he won his 10th, but only took him 58 events to win him 10, where Tiger took about uh, 80-something and Jordan's taken about 112. So Jack still got him as far as tournaments played, but uh, Jordan certainly in elite company. Tiger, Jack, Jordan Spieth, massive. And the thing that you talked about is putting, Marco. Mm. This season, his putting has not been where it has been in the last couple of years. And I mean... He, he switched his putter out. Because yeah, it's a good idea he what he didn't, did. He didn't feel comfortable with what he was doing. Yeah. He went away, changed it, and then came back. Mm. And, of course, the putting since yeah. then has been superb. I, I watched him warm up this year at the Australian Open. Uh, we're doing Australian Open radio like uh, we do every year. Mm-hmm. I think Cox's going to do it next year as well, yep. which is fantastic. So you better come up for that Might this year. Make a trip. You better come up Might to Sydney. To, it's fantastic, yeah. mate. You'll have a great time. Whispering around the fairways. Yes, yeah, I think yeah. I'll, we'll get you on the board. Um but Jordan Spieth played last year, of course. He beat, uh, he won in the playoff, another playoff yes. where he just wins. Um, I watched him, you know, every pro and every kid that you see at golf clubs trying to be good these days, they've got the sticks in the bag. They love the sticks, these kids. They're too overpriced, by the way. Mm-hmm. You can probably go down to Bunnings and get two of them for 50 cents each. Yes. But, yes. you know, anyway, <laughs> that, that, that's another story. Well done to the guy who invented the sticks that's and right. got them in every kid's bag. Yeah, well You're a genius. Yeah. Um, but watching him warm up with the sticks and everything he does is all alignment-based. Those sticks have changed golf. Every kid's got them. Every pro at the right age has got them, probably, you know, 35 and below. Uh, and the smart pros uh, who are up around 50, Moving on to the Seniors Tour, the Superannuation Tour. Beautiful tour to get on. <laughs> Three it. rounds, no cuts, just no easy money. <laughs> um, the smart ones on even on that tour would all have the sticks. Alignment is so important, so crazy important. Yep. And uh, to watch him warm up using the sticks, I was watching him and that, that his putter stays lower to the ground than any other human being I've ever seen. Mm. And Greg Norman, in his very short commentary Days at Fox. One tournament he did. He made the comment. <laughs> he made the comment. One US Open. He made the comment. I think it was the US Open that Jordan won. He, uh, uh, yeah, it was. I reckon it was. was. It, is that the same tournament that um, Dustin Johnson, Dustin Johnson missed, missed the putt? Yeah, that's right. It was the tournament. It was. Greg Norman made the comment back then that he said the same thing. So I was watching for it at the Australian Open. And Greg Norman went on to say that, you know, when he hit the driver, the perfect spot to get the ball to go to the first is slightly in the toe and slightly high. Because mm. if you hit the ball slightly high, just slight, not skying high, but just slightly high on the club face, you get less spin the way the golf is designed. The same thing happens when you hit a putt really high on the putter face. You'll get less backspin. Jordan Spieth does this with every putt. Mm. Now, it might, the, the difference would be minuscule, absolutely minuscule. But, you know, every putter these days has grooves in the face trying just to, you know, it's like the old uh, Any Given Sunday speech. Yes. We're going to get every inch. That's it. And every single inch. <laughs> and by the end of it, we're going to, you know, yep. we're going to have a mile with all those inches that we all put in together. It's exactly the same with golf. It's exactly the same with any sport. Jordan Spieth doesn't have grooves on his putter, the one he's, he's famous one, but he hits the ball really high on the putter face, which actually, in actual fact gives you, and if you think I'm joking, folks, Watch get it. out in the golf course, Watch it. hit a few putts high on the putter face, and you will see that ball hug the ground. Yeah. It's noticeable. Mm. 
It is. Now, you might be saying, oh, come on. You know, the putter is not going very fast. It wouldn't move the face. It's been no. proven. You get the super slow things. They've done it before. You hit the ball in the middle of the putter. Standards backspin, hit it on the bottom of the putter, it spins more. Mm-hmm. You hit it on the top of the putter, it rolls a lot faster. Yep. When I say a lot faster, it might start rolling an inch faster, yeah. really hugging the ground. That's a big difference. Makes a difference. Yeah, it makes and a difference. I, you said earlier on that about how Jordan was very lucky with that putt that he thought was going to miss. Yeah. That his speed was so good. Yeah, had a chance. That it had a chance. Yep, and had a chance. The only reason it went in was because the speed was so perfect. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, the, the commentators were saying there's a little bit of power on the greens. And power. Uh, power. Yeah, the power. The winter grass comes yep. through. And that's why you don't want the ball bouncing when there is power on the greens because your ball will bounce off power. But if it's rolling over power, if it's rolling, if it's hugging the ground, yep. it won't be affected as much. Mm-hmm. But he got a little nice, he got a nice he little did. kick. He got a nice little kick. It was either off a bit of power or it would have been a heel mark or just some lazy bloke was, you know, leaning on his putter or whatever. <laughs> but it got a kick. And it worked. And it went in. Going to take a break, Marco. After this, I'm going to find out about this bunker shot that he yeah, played because uh, there'll be people out there going, how did he get it to do that? And how did he get it to spin properly? Yes. How did he get it to roll out? Yes. It's a, it's a mindset thing, and I'll explain it after the break. In your life, have you seen anything like that? You're listening to The Clubhouse. Yeah, welcome back. It is The Clubhouse right across Australia. Julian Bayard and Mark Allen with you. If you do miss any of the show or want to listen back to all of Marco's great tips on this show, just search for The Clubhouse Golf Show on iTunes, and you can podcast each and every episode. They're all up there. Just search for the podcast uh, the Clubhouse mm. Golf Show. Now, it's there. In Europe and America, their bunkers are different than ours. More sand uh-huh. and not as deep. Also, our green, especially in the sand belt and places that are trying to emulate the sand belt in our country, uh, the bunkers are deeper, not as much sand, and the greens are a lot faster once you get onto the green. Yep. You know, there are courses in America that you know, have very speedy greens, and I understand that, but most of them, they're running at about 10. To, to service the members and keep go- keep the game quick. That's a talk for another day, by the way. I'll explain. Yeah, they shouldn't. We shouldn't be having for members greens running past eleven. But that's another story. Okay. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, in the meantime, getting out of a bunker in Australia is the hardest place to do it. It is. So, what you have to do when the ball goes up really high and has to land softly, the only way you can get it to land softly is to get it going really high with a lot of spin. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. The only way you can do this is to take a big swing. Yep. So. The bigger the swing, the more power the ball has to get up. Yes. So when you open the face to make this happen, because if you don't open the face, the ball won't go up Mm -hmm. with a big swing. It'll just go too far. So you've got to open the club face. Now, when you open the club face, the leading edge always points to the right the more you open it, if you're a right hand, opposite Mm -hmm. the left hand is clearly. So when it does that, now you've got to aim to the left. Yep. So... When people are doing this, they just take the club back and through, and a lot of them don't try and put the side spin on. Now, the side spin is almost the most important thing if you play in with deep bunkers mm-hmm. and firm, husk, firm hard greens because you've got to put spin on the ball to make it land soft, and that's you know the shot that drives weekend warriors crazy. They see the pros do it, and they make the ball yeah. stop, and it lands soft. They go, how, how on earth did they did, did that? that thing just not go anywhere? So <laughs> when you open the club face up, that's great. You've got to aim to the left. But the one handy tip, and we saw it with Jordan Spieth's bunker shot uh, on the playoff hole, you've got to try to put side spin on the golf ball as well. Yep. Now, 
the state of mind, the thing that's going to be really confusing to a lot of people when you're trying to put side spin on your bunker shots is the ball's not going to go very far at all mm. with an open club face. So the scary thing, even though you're only just trying to hit this ball, probably land it 10 metres, maybe five metres, yep. you've got to make a swing <laughs> that feels like you're hitting it 50 metres. Yep. You got to be gutsy. That's no guts, the no hardest glory, thing. So you've got to, if you're going to do this, you can try it if you like in the middle of a round. But I would rather you go and take ten balls to a, you know, a bunker somewhere. Give yourself some beautiful eyes, cut across the ball with an open club face, and try and put side spin on the golf ball. You'll find you have to hit the ball very hard to do it. Uh, it works pretty well when it's a bad lie as well when you're trying to put side spin. But that's another. Element, it's a different, yeah, it's yes. another element that you've got to factor in, but it works so incredibly well. Now, you you might read some stuff, and if you're on Twitter or if you're on Facebook, you know you get all the golf tips all the time. That's now. Right. Yep. And I saw one recently where Lee Westwood's trying to get the ball to spin straight, so he doesn't want side spin, doesn't want left to right anymore. He purposely said, "I don't want to spin it left left to right like you're supposed to." Yeah, um, he wants to make it go straight because he reckons there's more hol- chance of holding it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense yeah, if but, you're in Europe and yeah. the bunkers are basically just a little swimming pool. You know, it's just, it's nothing in it. Yeah. It's just a tiny little lip. You can do that because you don't have to make it land soft on a downslope, mm. you know, when the greens are running at 12. No worries. Lily, come to Australia and see if you can get the ball to stop on our greens in our tournaments. Try not to put side spin on the golf ball. Yeah, I cool. dare you to. Yeah, You've got no chance. Yeah. So you'll see this stuff on Twitter. You'll see it. All, don't don't believe it. You can use it, yeah. but it's you only use that technique when you don't want the ball to stop. Yeah. If you want the ball to stop, try to make it spin left to right. Biggest mistake you see rookies make, Marco, out of a bunker mm-hmm. when they've got no green to work with. Yep. Yeah. And they've got to try and stop the ball. Yep. Yeah. And they, they think, I've got to try and flop this ball up there and yep. to stop. And they get scared on their down. And stop. And they just stop at the ball. Yep. All of a sudden. So those down. people, the people have the people who have real trouble in the bunkers, and that it's, it's normally because you take too small a backswing, mm-hmm. a really small backswing, and then if you take the right amount of sand with a small backswing, the ball won't go anywhere. But... Then the second time you go, well, I don't want, I'm going to ta- I don't want to take as much sand yep. with this small backswing. And then you hit the ball clean and then it goes right across and you're playing table tennis <laughs> when you should be playing golf. Yep. You're going from one bunker <laughs> to the next. Nothing worse. There's nothing worse. So to, to those people who are really having trouble, two things you've got to do. Go to the pro and say, have you got a loft and lie machine? And get him to turn your 60-degree wedge into a 62, 3 or 4-degree wedge. And then next time you go in the bunker, try and hit the ball 20 foot past. Yep. Force yourself to make a longer swing. Force yourself to go underneath the ball and take the sand. But don't try and just get it out. You'll be amazed what happens because you'll make the right length swing trying to hit it past the hole. Yep. You'll take the right amount of sand. The ball will only just come out and will have half a chance of getting reasonably close to the hole and you can get your up and down. But if you're, if you're taking the little swings because it's a little shot, you're cooked before you start, folks. And if you're not keen on opening the club face up, because it does make the club face smaller when you do that, the actual club face. If you're not keen on doing that, like I said, take your 60 degree to the pro shop immediately. Yep. Say, where's your loft and line machine? Jules from the clubhouse told me I need to make this a 62, a 63, yeah. or a 64. <laughs> uh, and the reason you do that, you, you actually add bounce to the 
club as well when you do that. So if you change a 60 to a 63, you actually add up some more bounce. Normally you put the extra bounce on when you open it up, which is pretty handy, but this way it does it for you. So you're going to have a, in a big, just going to be a different club. It's yeah. going to be a better club and it's going to suit you for the bunkers. A lot of people need a 64 degree sand iron. Nice. Might have mm. to get one in. I'm not using a, got no, a I need couple the of extra. Have you got clubs. a 58 or a 60? Yeah, right. That's right. Yeah. How, are, how are your bunkers? Uh, pretty ordinary. Are you trying to make the ball spin left to right when it lands? I will be from now on. You better from now on. <laughs> report back next week, I will please. Report back. Report back. A um, couple of things I want to talk to you about. That. Yes. Um, you'd say about having to open yourself up and out of the bunker. Yeah. Is it a similar philosophy for when you're trying to play a regular flop shot? Yes. Around yeah. the green as well? Yeah, yeah. So Great point. I'm glad got, you asked. If yeah. you've got something in front of you, like like a bunker, yeah. that you're behind and you've got to get the ball to stop really quickly, you've got to get the ball up yep. and down and stop. Yep. Is it the same philosophy with the yep. same spin? We're yep. talking everything that's similar yep. Yep. just from the grass. Go back and watch all Phil Mickelson's big lob shots. Yep. They all bounce right, the opposite. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, they all bounce left, the opposite. Yep. The opposite. Um, so, yeah, the big flop shots – Exactly the same. Okay. And you've got to try and make the ball have side spin on it. It's yep. the only way you get it up so high and put a lot of spin on the golf ball. Yep. It's the only way. But, um, yeah, the flop shot is basically a bunker shot, but you don't go underneath the ball. Yep. Unless, unless, Jules, the ground is wet, the ball is sitting down, then try and play a bunker shot. Go underneath the ball. Don't, don't, try, and, don't try and hit that shot clean. So you're trying to hit it fat. Yeah, yeah. Try and hit a fat. Interesting. I dad, Try and hit never a thought shot. of this philosophy because I play on a course that yeah. does get a little bit damp. Yeah. And if the ball is sitting down and you have to try and you have to try and improvise and maybe yeah, chip right. and run it or that's maybe right. go around the bunker because I just had no confidence in my ability to be able to yeah. get that. But to actually say to play it fat. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. You'll empty you'll empty half your bucket of sand. I won't have anything left in the Gatorade bottle. <laughs> you'll, left, you'll, you'll empty half your bucket of sand in that divot. And if there are any greenskeepers around, oh, you'll probably get you. a bad look. Yeah. But the chances are it'll be on the green and you won't have to, you know, go around the bunker or you won't have to, you know, try and pick this ball out of a shocking wet lie yeah. where you need to go over something. Yeah. You, know, you won't end up in the bunker or you won't end up on the other side of the green. Yep. But bunker shots work just as well when uh, you're on the grass. Now, speaking of playing in the wet, yep. it's very, very cold. <laughs> very yes, Melbourne and disgusting. cold. It is disgustingly cold right now. Yeah. And it makes it difficult to get motivated to get out on the golf course. Yeah, it does. Okay. It does. But, but I don't. I, you know, the thing that uh, I reckon makes it really hard is, is people put the wrong layers on. Well, this is what I want to ask you about. Because I played golf uh, about a week and a half ago. Yeah. It was so cold. So I had the jumper, the, the long sleeve underneath, yeah. then the big jacket, and then it yeah. was a little bit damp, so I had the rain jacket on. Yeah. Too many I stood jackets. up to the play. first tee, tried to make a practice swing, and... You'd be like the Michelin mate, man. I could, I could hardly move. Yeah, no, no good. No good. No, so, no good. what do we have to do? Is it all about the... T-shirt, under a golf shirt, and then just wear your waterproof. That's it. No jumper, just yep. a waterproof. And those things sweat up, yeah. especially if you've got you know, a little V-neck T-shirt underneath your golf shirt. Or if you've got a little V-neck T-shirt underneath a long-sleeve golf shirt, then just put your waterproof on top. That's all you need. Yeah. You, don't need you don't need the shirt, jumper, waterproof, sleeveless thing <laughs> happening. No. <laughs> you just don't, you yeah. don't need it. So, uh, yeah, a lot of people just leave the you – know, like the pros just yeah, – they, they just leave the jumper at home. Yeah. If it's going to be a shocking day, pretty sure jump it doesn't it doesn't make an appearance. Yeah, just leave it in the locker, yeah. put the waterproof on, and that's what you that's, that's what you're so with. Bad. Or you know, 
probably you probably put the bunker uh, you probably put the jumper in the golf bag and make your caddy lug it around just yeah. in case it got a little nicer <laughs> when around you're it. carrying your clubs like you've made me do now, yeah that's right it's very difficult to do that yeah you I just know want to wear so it. your best option is just not to play yeah don't worry nah but I can't cop that well just don't play on the right on the really really yeah, but bad if you've days. got one day off during the week and it's the only day you can play <laughs> mate go down to X golf in Melbourne or something go, go play some yeah, go, indoor might, golf might have to start that's playing better. Indoors. It's better. It's a good. It's a good thing to do. Yeah. It's actually a good thing to do. Like I'm, I'm teaching my little boy. I worked until seven. Yeah. In Melbourne, and I've been taking him down. Mm. It's fantastic. Yeah. Because you know it's it's their age. You know it's oh, it's, it's, it. it's what happens today. It's, it's got a screen. Life, life like video game. Pushing buttons, ball tees up. Don't have to walk too far. You're there with dad. You're learning stuff. You're not listening to dad. You're having a few putts. You're not listening to dad again. Now I've got to buy lessons off somebody. So. <laughs> You'll hopefully listen if your to son's somebody else. Lessons on anyone else. Oh, that's what's you, happening. Oh, come on, Martin. That's what's happening. <laughs> hey, there's a couple. There was a. I think it was Messi and it was a great picture not long ago yeah. where you got Messi and Ronaldo, or two of the greatest soccer players who've got two young sons, and there's a picture of them. You know, they're there watching their kids yep. learn soccer. You know, and they just it's just a great picture for a lot of families out there. Yep. Especially you know people who know what they're doing. Here you got. You got Messi and one of the other greats of the game, and they're sitting at their son's soccer practice or letting somebody else. Could the kids listen to other people? Yeah. They're too That's smart those days. That's they're too enough. smart those days. Now, we've got to get to a break, Marco. You've been busily working during the week yeah, I've got on a top, top five. five list. Yes. And I like it. Yeah. I like it. It's top on the back five holeouts to win a tournament. to win on the back of what Jordan Spieth did last yeah. weekend at the Travelers. Very exciting when it happens. I love it. Right. That's up. next. Stick around. In your life, have you seen anything like that? You're listening to the Clubhouse. Yeah, welcome back. It is the Clubhouse right around Australia. Julian Bayard, Mark Allen with you. Marco, you've been busily taking a look back at the Easy history list. books. Easy list it was, this one. Yes. Easy list. So this is the top five mm-hmm. pull-outs to win Ooh. a big tournament. Yep. So big, you know, basically big PGA. Tournament. Big yeah. tournament. Yeah. Let's just go back to no, no, no less than last week. Yep. Jordan Spieth. Oh, yep. Holding out. Onto on the uh, first playoff hole uh, to beat Daniel Berger. Right at it. Right at it. Oh, he's done it again. Just as he did at the John Deere for his first win. Unbelievable. That sportsmanship right there. (laughs) Well, add that one to the list. The Azinger chip in, the Owen Brown chip in we spoke of. The long putt. By... Nova Begay and all these crazy things that have happened here, and that might just top them all. I love the high, a little sneaky high five. Yeah, so we didn't talk about that. Today. Yeah, they're mates. Yeah. They're mates. Them and uh, you know, there's, there's quite a few of the young boys going yeah. through that are that are very, very good mates. Ricky Fowler, uh, uh, Stacks of Thomas. Yes. Yeah, they're Just all JT. JT. They're all they're all good mates. Yep. They're all good mates. Right. Mm. That's number five. Yes. Number four. Isao Aoki. Playing in Hawaii. Yep. He needed a birdie to get into a playoff and started choking early. <laughs> now, the last hole at uh, Wailai, it's a driver, or these days it's like a three-wood and a three-iron for these guys. He hit a driver into the rough, hacked another shot out of the rough into the rough, yep. and had a full nine-iron left. He was cooked. Yep. He needed a birdie to get out of the rough. Yeah. Let's have a listen to what happened. Aoki with one slim chance. He's got to get it up and down there in the left rough. Oh, and it's a beauty. Believe it. That's it. 
<laughs> yeah, had to get up and down out of the rough. We had get... a little Hawaiian music in the background. Now, <laughs> there's a nice little side note to that. The guy he beat, yeah. the guy he holed out and beat, I think he won the next year. Did he? And it was his only ever win. Oh, well, that's good. There's a story he like that flat. available. Looking at the vision, he was flat. Yeah, oh, we'll, put all, we'll put all these five, two up on our Facebook page, yeah, too, yeah, the Clubhouse yeah. Golf Show on Facebook. So have a look at that. Righto. Yep. Number three, Ooh. 1986 or seven? Uh, 86. It's sad because our man Greg Norman was involved in plenty of these. In 1986, he won the third round Grand Slam. He's leading every tournament, <laughs> every to- every major after three rounds. Oh, shark. So he won the third round Grand Slam. But this particular year at the PGA, Bob Tway did this. A birdie. Yes, an incredible, unbelievable birdie three. And Bob Tway had struck the most decisive, most memorable shot in the storied annals of Inverness. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. There's some old time commentary old right there. Time going yeah, it's nice, though. It's nice. Not too bad. <laughs> yep. Not too bad. Um, so there's one. Shark was involved in stacks of these. Oh. Stacks well, of is, them. Is he the unluckiest golfer ever? Yeah. Or did a, he cause it himself? Oh, yeah. There's a guy. There's a, like Shark was in. The, the next one people will guess in two seconds. But yeah. there's another one with the shark. This guy called Robert Garmis. Who oh, yeah. when I when I when I got to America on the college scene, my first year, Robert Gomez was the boss. Yeah, he was the number one. He was shooting sixty fours and fives at golf courses that I couldn't believe he could shoot sixty fours and fives. He didn't go on to have an awesome career, but he did hold like a seven iron to beat Greg Norman yep. at one stage. Anyway, that <laughs> one didn't shot. make the list. That, was, that that'd probably be number six. That one. Yeah, but number two. Yep. And this makes me mad. This is flattening. This is horrible. Can't believe we're playing this on the when show. When you go to Augusta, if you ever, if you're lucky enough to go to Augusta, if you want to go next year, chasingbirdies.com.au, go and have a look. But yep. they put the flags out for all these amazing shots. Where Mize hold this chip from? Or can I just like <laughs> yeah. so Sebi Bellasteros stuffed up the tenth hole. He's out of the playoff. It's just the shark and Larry Mize left. Mm-hmm. Lazar shanks it. To the right of the 11th, the shark, all he's got to do, all he has to do is not go in the water on the left, just knock it on the green so he's got a putt, and he wins. He wins his tournament. (laughs) Anyway, every year you go there and you see where this flag is where he's chipped in from. It goes up this steep hill, and then the green just runs away, even though the pin was at the back left. Larry Mize did this. He can well, gather shot. his nerves and his emotions. He can play the shot. I've been very impressed by all three's composures, but mainly Larry's. He's been very, very calm. How's that look? Words do not do justice to the greatness of that shot. Simply incredible. A crestfallen Greg Norman. <laughs> crestfallen. Greg. I'll give you some words. Yeah. Get nicked. And you know what? They How? Didn't say, they didn't say anything for about 60 seconds after that shot went in. And they just let yeah. the pictures do the Yeah, talking. it's nice, that sort of stuff. Yeah, I like Get it. nicked, though. Disgraceful. Yep. Disgraceful. Oh, Imagine that. Larry Mises goes back to the Champions Dinner every year and not <laughs> Greg Norman. 
Oh, come on. Mm. He needs a spot there. All right. Uh, number one. Um, number one. Oh, I got a drum roll. Yeah, there we go. There you got a drum. Thank you. Number one. It's one of our very own. This particular week. I can't believe it. At the rel, Johnny Miller was saying that Craig Perry swung the club like a 14 marker. <laughs> Craig Perry got into the playoff and at what is now known as Trump the rel, oh. did this with a six iron. Best bit about that, yeah, Craig Parry. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you now, Johnny Miller? Why aren't you speaking now, Johnny boy? Seriously, what a what an absolute tool Johnny yeah. Miller was back in the day, just slagging blokes off left, right, and centre. Yeah, doing that to our very own Craig Parry. Come on, Craig. I'll tell you what, he was one of the strongest mental golfers we've ever had. Craig Parry doesn't get the rap that he that he should have. Yep. a sneaky. ATM just made stacks of cash in his yeah. career. I think he spends half his life out in one of the bays in Sydney on his massive boat. He just lives there. I love Craig Perry. He had an unusual swing, but he was a repeater. And for him to do that with a six iron at a WGC event after Johnny Miller said he swung the club like a 14 marker, mm-hmm. that to me is Mate. the greatest ever hole out of a big tournament. Number one. Very well played, Marco. I'm off to make that a regular weekly segment, I reckon. Your top five. Yeah, all right. I love Maybe. it. Maybe. We'll do something. All right. Got to get to a break. Masterclass is right next. Up. Stick around. Marco's Masterclass. Uh, yeah, we finish the show each and every week with a free golf lesson from Mark Allen, and we do it all for Club at Mandalay Golf Course. Hit the golf course. Play golf at Club Mandalay. Visit clubmandalay.com.au. And don't forget, it's a great round of golf with your mates, and you can book online at clubmandalay.com.au. Save 10% off your round using Easy one our today. code CMGOLF. Easy one today. Uh, it's all been about the bunkers, spinning it right. Uh, maybe on the upslopes, you don't try and spin it because you need the ball to actually travel a bit when the ball's on an upslope. This is a really easy one. Yep. A lot of people, when they get more than 10 or 20 metres away, they can't hit their lob wedge. The ball just, they can't hit the ball hard enough, strong enough. Take all the sand and do it. You don't have to use your lob wedge or even your sand wedge or your mid wedge to play bunker shots with. You can use a pitching wedge. You can use a nine iron. Mm. I saw Tiger Woods from a bunker on the right-hand side uh, of uh, the seventh hole of Kingston Heath. It was about a 60-meter or 70-meter bunker shot. He had a bad lie. He used an eight iron, and he hit an explosion shot with an open eight iron. Yeah. You've got How far? Other, How far? About 70 meters. 70 meters. The yeah. ball swerves a lot in the air when you do that. So in those type of shots you have to allow for swerve yes. and the ball to bounce to the right but don't think you have to use a sand iron a lob wedge you can use a nine iron for those long bunker shots folks you can do it and it's what the best players in the world do so to make those long bunker shots easier uh, particularly the ones that are about 40 or 50 meters because it's too hard to hit them clean yeah. use a nine iron open up a nine iron slightly and just make a explosion shot like you would a little bit of practice you'll get the hang of them you'll be much much better for trying. Easy masterclass. Good bunker work today, Marco. No worries, buddy. All for Club Mandalay Golf Course, clubmandalay.com.au. I'll catch you next week, man. We'll see you next week. Thanks for that.